You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. Have you ever gotten away from the city? And I'm not talking like out in the country here in Cleburne. I'm like away from the city, far enough away from Dallas-Fort Worth that you don't have the ambient light. Gotten out and just looked at the stars. This weekend, I, I got to go hunting. Uh, and, and even as you sit in the darkness here, uh, I, would, I, I got out of the, the side-by-side that we were traveling around the, the, the lease. And, uh, and I looked up at the stars and I was just amazed at the wonder and power of God. You know, because he, he could have given us nothing to stare up at. Could have just been nothing. Could have just been black. But he chose to make stars. He chose to make a vast universe to show us how great and immense that he is. You know, when I fly, I love to sit. I love to sit in the window seat. How many, how many window seat fans here? Yeah? How many aisle seat fans are you? How many of you have to sit in the middle now because your spouse demands to sit at the window? Yeah, amen? Amen in the house? Yeah. I, yeah. I used to sit in the window all the time, then I got married, and now I get to sit in the middle seat. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, but it just means I get to snuggle close to my wife, right? Hey, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, she's like, get away from me. We're on an airplane, right? And... Uh, <laughs> And so I, w- one thing I'd love to do when I, when I got the opportunity to go on a mission trip to Africa, I wanted to sit on the window because I'd never left on an airplane and never left America. So I got to fly over the English Channel at night and see the immensity of God's creation. I got to fly over the Mediterranean Sea in the morning. I got to fly over the Sahara Desert in the afternoon. It was amazing to see that God had moved and worked and intricately put together the vast expanse of this earth. And you know why he did all this? He did so, so that you could live on a planet that was perfect for you. You know, I know it doesn't feel so perfect out there today. You know, we, we walk in, it's cold and rainy, you're like, perfect, ha! right? But, you know, we're just far enough away from the sun that it's not too hot <laughs> unless you're in texas during the summer uh, <laughs> but we're but we're just the right angle so it's not too cold we're just the right distance so we don't get vaporized or, or it's too cold and we can't it's just right and god created plants that emit oxygen for us to breathe and even as you're sitting there now your brain is firing and you don't even have to think about breathing You are now, but you weren't before. You don't have to think about your heart beating inside of your chest, moving blood and oxygen all over your body so that you're just fine and and everything moves. You didn't have to think about it. You know why? Because God took care of it. Here's what we have to understand today. God is great. God is massive and God is worthy of our praise. That's what this season is about. We're in the Advent Christmas season. And it's all about the expectant coming of our King. He came from heaven to earth 
to make a way for you because he loves you. And because he did not want you to be eternally separated from him. That's how much he loves you. So if you have your Bibles, grab them. Go to Psalm 66. Uh, If you'd like to follow along in the black hardback Bible, there in the chair in front of you. It's located on page 450 uh, and you can you can turn right to it if you'd like to follow along uh, on the app we have some extra notes there on the app uh, you could download it on Hope Church Hope, uh, go to Google Play or the Apple App Store type in Hope Church Cleburne the app is great you can register for events you can give on the app you can see the church calendar uh, and all that kind of stuff uh, and also my sermon notes are there and they stay most of the week so if you want to go back and look uh, they really don't, I don't think they get changed until about Saturday, right? And so you can, uh, you can, watch, you can go back and look and, and relive uh, what you learned this week. So if you've got your Bibles or your, or your smartphone, stay with me. Don't go to Facebook unless you turn into a pillar of salt. Unless you're with us on, uh, unless you're with us on Facebook, then I, I, I pray that you don't turn into a pillar of salt. I pray that you would make your way to us one way or another. Psalm 66, starting in verse 1, shout! For joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Now that says Selah. Do y'all know what Selah means? It means stop and ponder. What it's saying is it's saying all the earth worships you. All of creation worships you and sings praises to you. And if you'll notice in the Bible, if anything is ever repeated, they're trying to tell you something and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Did you know that you were created to worship? You are a being that was created to worship. You're going to worship something. Unfortunately, this Christmas season, many times we worship stuff. Our whole universe is wrapped around the what? The perfect gift. When we miss the perfect gift that's not under that tree. It's the Messiah that came to this earth who is worthy of our praise. So the verse that I want to set up this whole morning is located in verse five. After Selah, it says, come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds towards the children of man. God is awesome. Come and see what he has done. He is worthy of our praise. So that's why I want to talk to you today is why must we worship? It's the title of today's message. Why must we worship? And I use that word an imperative as as on purpose. We must worship. You know why? Because God deserves it. He's worthy of our praise. You know what? He's worthy of our praise even if we don't praise him. But he's worthy of our praise. We must praise him. Let me reread that to you. Psalm 66, verse 5. Come and see what God has done. 
He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. So point number one for today, he has given us great things. He's given us great things. Guys, you're here. You woke up this morning. That's a gift. You're breathing. That's a gift. Many of you walked to your car, turned it on. You didn't even think that you were blessed that it started this morning. Some of you are more blessed than others because of how long you've had your car. But you're blessed. You're blessed that many of us woke up with central heat. And if you're like my fancy system, I can set it that if it gets too cold, if it gets too hot, it'll cool. If it gets too cold, it'll warm. Ooh, I don't even have to think about it. Wow, what a great luxury. We are blessed. Did you know that we're also blessed with the Holy Spirit? We can come into this place and feel his presence and worship him. We're also blessed with the gifts of the Spirit. We're blessed that God uses us as a vessel to pour out his spirit on everyone. We're blessed with salvation. Christmas, the Christmas season is about salvation, that God decided to act on your behalf for all of humanity and to be a conduit through which God could redeem the world. That's what Christmas is all about. So kids, parents, when you open those gifts, what you're saying, the point of giving the gift is to understand the great gift that God has given us. But nobody leaves the gift in the box. What do they do? They take it out and use it. What if, what if we used all the powerful things in which we see in this Bible right here to grow the church? What if we used all these powerful things to grow the church? Do you think if someone died and people laid their hands on on them and they raised back to life, do you think they'd be interested in church? I think they might be. Do you think if someone was sick, lame in a wheelchair and people prayed for them and they walked, do you think they would be interested in church? I think so. The problem is with church, we've westernized everything. We Westerners, we're good at making things our own, but many times we just ruin it. We've done that with church. We've made it so commercial. I have to give you a shirt so that you'll come to church. I have to give you a shirt so that you'll invite your friends to church. Now I'll do it and I'll do it with, with plea, but you should do it. Why? Because he first loved you. But guys, what if we took all these wonderful things that we read in the Bible, a miracle working God, a mountain moving God, a God that saves, a God that spoke through a donkey. What if we took these things to the world? Do you think it would change anything? I think it would. Guys, God has given you great things, but are you tapping into the fullness of his power? The Bible tells us that everything that happens within these pages, you have access to if you will do it. But you know what we have to do? We have to get out of the way. And many times we go, I don't know. What if God actually rose somebody from the dead? What will we do? I mean, you know, I mean... You know, literally at a funeral, if, if, if someone got out of the casket, 
I think half of us would run out the door and be like, whoa, 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 ha, right? Right? I mean, I mean, if you were there for Lazarus, I mean, the Bible said he stinketh. That means he'd been dead a long time. So, yeah, that was the, that was the King James Version. I had to use that one because it doesn't say that in the ESV. He stinketh. <laughs> it does. Look it up. <laughs> I promise you. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, so let's read. Uh, <laughs> Mighty, powerful works grow the church. You got it. Let's move on. Verse uh, 6. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. On foot, not swimming, on foot. There did we rejoice in him. This is my second point is, he is a miracle working God. This is David, the psalmist. Remember, he is, he's Jewish. So he's remember back to his ancestors who God parted seas, rivers for them so that they go. He didn't just do it once. He did it twice. Not only did he do the Red Sea, he also did the Jordan River so they could pass in Joshua. He is a miracle working God. So if he can part the river, you ever been to a river? Quite, quite, quite vast. If he could part a river for Israel, what could he do for you? Amen. Guys, the water in this symbolizes the force of chaos. And God's control over the waters represents his dominance, even over human agents and chaos. Did you know that God can even dominate chaos in your life? He can speak. And the chaos could end. Guys, the storms that we live in our life, sometimes the storms are strongest just before the dawn. Guys, I believe that this storm we're going through is preparing us as a church for a great revival that's going to come and shake our nation. Guys, I'm not waiting for elections to change things. I know that God's people can change things. And guys, there's no virus in this world that can take down God's church. But I, I've been kind of disappointed at the church during all this. We believe in divine healing. We believe that God can heal our land. And we're just sitting back as spectators watching this going on. It's time for us as the church to rise up. And ask the Lord to heal our land. Do you think if the Lord healed our land, if we would see a mighty move of God? I truly do. Because guys, there's people out there right now that are sick, that need healing. There's people out there right now that can't leave their house because of whatever reason that need God's healing in their life. He is a miracle working God and he can move in whatever way in your life today. But do you believe it? Because he can do it. There's nothing that you are facing that God cannot change in an instant with his mighty hand. Because we serve a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, our God, that is who he is. And he is worthy of our praise. 
even on a 43 degree rainy Sunday afternoon that the Cowboys play at noon. Amen. God will never let us down, but Jerry Jones and the Cowboys always will. Verse seven. Not bitter at all. All right. You'll pray for my heart. God's working on me. Verse seven. Who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not rebellions exalt themselves. Selah. Number three. He watches over us. He watches over us. Although God rules over earth by right of creation, his saving act towards Israel represented his intervention in history. And he demonstrated his sovereignty over the world by coming as a little baby. Do you know that Jesus could have come and had the most lavish birth he could, have, he could have changed history such that every history book recorded it. It actually does. But he came and he was born in a stable. What would have been a shack out behind your house because his parents were not prominent enough for him to be born anywhere else. He humbled himself, came as a baby, had a poor birth. Why? Because Jesus is all about humility. He doesn't have to raise himself up. He doesn't have to show you. But what he does is he watches over you. And his plan all along was to step in in history. And divide. And ask us to accept the free gift of salvation that only comes from him. But God is watching over us even when we don't know he's watching. You know, many years ago, I know it was many years ago because I only had one kid. Uh, <laughs> many years ago, we came back. I, don't, I forgot to ask y'all between services. We were in Colorado, okay? Uh, a great land. It was so much fun. Uh, and we drove, we, we, we left our our car mom and dad crystal and i we'd all ridden together with little baby noah we left our car at the airport uh and someone had left a dome light on in the car uh do you know what happens if you leave a dome light on in your car mechanics here what happens if you leave a dome light in your car on all week what happens the battery dies right i mean (laughs) you don't have to be a mechanic to get that one so so we got in the car and we went click 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 didn't work Right, so we had to get somebody over there. Uh, did you know at, at the airport they actually have assistance to help you with your car? Because you know when you come back, the car doesn't start. Didn't know that, but there you go. There's that one piece of advice if you ever need it while you're traveling. And uh, so we, we finally got things settled, and we, we hit the road, and we're headed on headed on 121, headed back here. Uh, and that was back when there was a ton of construction on 121. The Lord is good, and most of that's over now. Praise Jesus. Oh, y'all remember when, y'all remember the last 30 years when they were working on 121? Uh, they just, they just finished 35 too, by the grace of God. Uh, yeah. They hadn't finished? Still going. He's a miracle working God. Hey, y'all are gonna mess up this story here, okay? So anyway, so we're driving on 121, we're headed towards, and then, and then I'm sitting on the passenger side 
uh, back seat and there was a middle seat and Crystal was behind me in the third row. Noah was to my left in a car seat because he was little. Then mom was in front of me and dad was driving. Then all of a sudden, in an instant, I saw a flash of a car. But it's not like a car that was driving normally by you. It was smoking. It was moving fast. But it was sideways. The car was sideways. And as they slide by them, no, it wasn't you. <laughs> no, it was a lady. <laughs> but anyway, I'll, I'll tell you the full story later. It's not, the full story is not fit for church. Uh, but she slid, she slid by us going sideways. And then she overcorrected and was coming back in front of us. Now, mind you, we're going full, you know, my dad's driving. I learned to drive from my dad. So he's going full, full, uh, he's, I'm sure he was doing the speed limit. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm almost sure with it. Dad gets mad at me when I tell stories about it, but he was going the speed limit. Okay. I, I've, I've got full faith in him. Okay. And, <laughs> and she overcorrected and was coming in front of us. And she was going to sideswipe us. And the sovereign hand of God and dad's foot on the brake moved our car back. And she just clipped the front. Like there was a small scratch on the front bumper. And she plowed into the center retention wall, went airborne, plowed in the outside. And she was okay. And I didn't know it. At that moment, but God was watching me up until the point that this white car comes by. Then I knew, Jesus, <laughs> take the wheel, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. God's watching us even when we don't know we need watching. He was watching me as this lady was driving 120 miles an hour on 121. He was going, you know what? I need to help him. Because it's one thing to get in a wreck. It's another thing to get in a wreck and have your child in the car with you. That's scary. But guys, God has a plan for you. And nothing that you're experiencing today is a surprise to him. He is shaping you and molding you for the next season. Guys, there's nothing that you go through that's wasted. God doesn't waste anything. In fact, the Bible says he works all things together for good. So if you're experiencing bad, difficult things right now, God says, don't worry, I'm going to work it out for good. And you're like, how the possibly could you work this out for good? How could he work out a global pandemic for good? Buckle your seatbelt. He's going to find a way. I'm not going to speak in prophetic words. I've got, I've got an idea of how he's going to work it out. I think the word revival comes to, comes to mind when, I, when we're talking about that. But guys, he can move, he can shake because he's a miracle-working, way-making God. And he knows nothing that you're experiencing now catches him by surprise. But he was already protecting you even before you got there. Will you have the faith to allow him to take you to the next season because guys here's the great thing about seasons unless you live in texas they end and you move on to the next one and sometimes in texas we have seasons in a day it'll be summer in the afternoon and, and winter in the morning uh and you know sometimes it'll be summer yesterday and then winter darkness today that's texas but god's the same way 
Sometimes he'll have you in a dark season, but tomorrow it can be great again because he's a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. So what does this mean for us? Band, y'all go ahead and come back. This, I thought this was gonna go quicker than it did, but you know, <laughs> I get to preaching and preaching happens. Number one, do you need to worship the Lord because he is good? Guys, he's worthy of our praise. Whether we feel like it on a cold Sunday, rainy afternoon, he is worthy of our praise. Number two, do you need to praise the Lord for a miracle in your life? Do you know sometimes God asks us, not sometimes, all the time, God asks us to praise him before the miracle happens in faith that he is a miracle working God? Now, people are like, well, pastor, what happens if I praise him and, and, and it doesn't work out or I'm, I'm asking for healing and, and he doesn't heal someone right away? Guys, I got news for you. We all get healing. Sometimes it's not always the healing that we want. You know, we're all going to be healed when we reach in heaven with him. So he's going to answer our prayers for healing in our lives. He's going to answer that. May not be right now. But guys, he wants us to praise him because he's good regardless of the circumstances and praise him for the miracle in your life that he's going to move because he can do it today. We're gonna worship here in a minute. There's gonna be some people back here to pray for you. He can fix what's in your life before you walk out those doors today because he's a way maker, miracle worker. And that's who we worship. And we're not gonna be apologetic about it. Never will never will be number three do you need to praise the lord for his guiding hand because as you know as many of you know I, I have a little one his name's jonah and he's he's at the toddler stage where he just has his own he just wants to walk wherever he wants even in the middle of traffic sometimes right you know and then you have to you as a parent have to come with that guiding hand and go nope not that way like i'll grab him by the top of his head and direct his head where i want it to go like turn his body and he goes right and and there's many times he'll look at me and go because ah, he didn't want to go that way and i'll look back and go hey go like why won't you let me run in the parking lot and get butt and get hit by a car right that's that's the way toddlers are but sometimes that's the way we are god is directing us god is moving us, and we're like ah! and god's like i'm trying to help you listen I'm trying. And sometimes we don't like it. But remember, he's a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. And his promises is that he is good and that he will always work all things together for his good. His good. And sometimes his good is getting that hard-headedness out of us. So guys, do you need to worship the Lord because he is good? Do you need to praise the Lord for a miracle in your life? And do you need to praise the Lord for his guiding hand? Guys, we've, we've structured the service in this way. So that you have an opportunity for God to speak, for God to move, to God, God to work into your life this morning. And so do you want to worship and see God move this morning? Would you stand? Let's pray. Then we'll get into it. Jesus, 
We thank you. We love you. You are a mighty, powerful, miracle-working God. You are good. You are watching out for us. Even as we sleep in our beds, you are moving and shaking and setting us up for the great things that we have in our future. And Lord, I pray today that you would move in our midst. Lord, I pray that sick people in our midst on Facebook Live would be healed. Lord, I pray that people in this room that are dealing with afflictions, pain, Lord, they would be healed and leave from this place today. Lord, I pray that you would just move in such a way this morning that we would feel your mighty hand and we would know that when we leave this place that your presence was with us today and will be with us forever.